0: This morning I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to speak like I'd speak, but I'm going to really try to coach you. I'm going to bring you into a world that if I was coaching professional athletes, uh, which I do, or different people, but I'm going to coach you in your personal life, and I'm really going to work your life a little bit this morning. Your life is awesome. And I want it to be awesome, so I'm going to coach you. It's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be inspiring. But more than that, I hope it's really, really empowering for you where it causes you to do something different in your life. Because for things to be different, you got to become different. Difference, possible. Someone say possible. It's personal. Someone say personal. But it's profitable. Someone say profitable. Somebody needs your life to become different. And most people always think that that begins with things outside of us, but I truly believe it starts with things on the inside of us. So I'm going to speak here for about 45 minutes strong, or maybe even a little less, but it'll inspire you. Time will go by quick. You're not going to get hungry. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to do a little bit of Q&A and let you guys, and I'm going to interview and ask you guys some questions, and we can get better together and grow in our life. Are you ready to go? You ready to go? Let's do this thing. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11. It's in the Bible. It's on the left-hand side. I encourage you this morning to take notes. Why do you take notes? When you write something down to a scientific application where you begin to record it to memory, you begin to think about it. And I don't want you just to hear information that that would not you would cheat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Be be good to yourself. You want to remember stuff. Take notes this morning. I'm going to I'm going to really coach and give you some stuff that could take your life to a whole nother level. But Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, Solomon said these words, the race is not to the swift, the battle's not to the strong, nor favor to people of skill, but opportunity comes to all. Someone say, opportunity, opportunity. comes to all. The word opportunity is awesome. It means the right time the right season, and a time to break through. Something I love the term is breakthrough. Well, what is a breakthrough? What is a breakthrough? A breakthrough is a shift in the momentum of your life where the impossible becomes possible. Say that again. A breakthrough is a shift in your life where the impossible becomes possible. Why do you say that? Because So many times, if you ever look at a kid, their life is all about momentum, huh? When you came out of your mother's womb, you came out with a shout. If you didn't, that doctor spanked your booty to make sure you could scream and shout. But the older we get, we go through challenges, insecurities, fears, disappointments, and that shout gets reduced to a whisper. And I watch so many Young, powerful people, it's like they walk around like zombies in their own world just texting their whole life. Their whole life is just, they're caught in this thing where they're no longer living with a shout and purpose. But for this to break through in your life today, we need to break through the way you think about your life, the way we think about yourself, and what you can do in this incredible thing called your life. But to do that, we must start with I must lead my life. Someone say, I must lead. Say it like energy. I must lead, I must lead. My, life. my life. Now, why do you say that? Most people don't. Our awesome one precious life you got on this planet. Think about it. You got one moment, one shot on this planet. You're not how long sure how long you're going to live, but you can determine how well you're going to live. You got one shot on this planet, and most people let other people... Determine how they're going to live. God gave you one precious gift called life, and most people place it in other people's hands. Can I tell you something? Your life is way too precious to put in the hands of somebody else's 10% of their brain that they use on a good day. They did not make you, so there's therefore no way for them to tell you what you were made for or what you can do. Other people can be advisors and should be advisors, but they should never take the place of you being the leader and the driver of your own destiny. I want to help you take back the power so you break through and you have a power surge in your life. Because most people don't live with power in their life. Power is an obscure term. People get nervous when you say the word power. But wouldn't it be awesome to have more passion, more energy? Wouldn't it be awesome to feel totally alive like you and God were doing something significant and changing your world? Wouldn't it be amazing to have better relationships, better health, more strength? Wouldn't it be awesome to come up with an idea that could revolutionize young people around the world or make a lot of money and become a millionaire by the age of 19? Why not? Someone's gonna do it. Why not you? You have the ability to tap into God who gives you the power to get wealth. Come on. He created all things for you to enjoy. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of His kids, the Bible says. He wants you to prosper and be in health in all things. Come on. And prosperity is not just money, it's living a big life. But to do that, we gotta take back the power. Someone said, Take back the power. Well, what do you mean? Most people give their power, their ability to choose a way to blaming and complaining. They blame events. They blame people. They complain about this. I don't like this. You don't even know. I don't like this. I don't like that. People only complain about something they can do something about. When was the last time you heard someone complain about gravity? <laughs> Have you heard anybody get mad at gravity lately? Man, that's stupid gravity. No. No. People only change and complain thing, complain about things they can do something about, something they can change, something they can alter. Can I give you a real power truth? Jesus gives you the ability and the power to make radical changes in your life. Sometimes it's only a little shift that can alter the course of your destiny. Take a golf ball. If you hit a golf ball one millimeter off to the left or the right, it changes its destination. It determines where the ball goes. One small shift, one nugget you get out of this next session, here for the next 40 minutes, can alter the course of your entire life. And it can make your life an inspiring inspiration. My life's quest has been, I want to know what makes the difference in people's lives. How can people come from such horrible beginnings, whether they're raped, abused, whether they've been paralyzed, like my friend in Africa, Since he's been born up and able to walk yet, he believes he will one day. He says, But I can't wait till I walk to do something significant. So he started taking in kids. Today he's 31 years old, has 630 kids on an island, and they call him dad. Operates out of a wheelchair. My quest has been: what makes the difference in people's lives where you have people that come from horrible upbringings and they go on to live these inspirational lives. Whereas you have people who have opportunity to do big things, they got great parents. Great church leaders, they have a great infrastructure, and they go on to be boring, dull, uninspiring. They just do the usual, the usual. One morning I went to Starbucks, I was half awake. I was feeding my morning addiction. It was a Monday morning, I just flew in. in. I travel about 270 days a year and speak, and I just got home and I was beat up from the road. So I walked into Starbucks and I was half awake. I was waiting to get hooked up with my coffee. I had my hood on and my sweatshirt real low. And the lady behind the bar, the barista, goes, There's about four people in front of me. She goes, Rex, would you like the usual? I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't even hear her. I was like sleeping while I was standing. People looked back and then she did it again Rex, would you like the usual? She's Hispanic. All these people looked at me, and I'm like, in my mind, I thought, have I become that predictable where I always just order the usual? I don't want to be known as the guy that always gets the same thing. So I decided to totally radically revolutionize Starbucks. I screamed out real loud, no, I want different. Someone's like, hurry, get that guy his Xanax. (laughs) He needs some therapy. But I learned something there. For things to be different, I must become different. And I've looked at people, history is chronicled. The Bible chronicles people that took back the power and took their life out of other people's hands, and they came to a place where they drew a line, not in the sand, but in cement. And they came to a place that was a defining moment where ordinary people became great. Average people became extraordinary. Everyday people became heroes because they came to a point where they demanded more of themselves and they raised their own personal standards. Oh, you're gonna like this today. History's chronicled from Martin Luther King to Mother Teresa, who never wanted to see or work with people that were impoverished or poor. Until she had somebody die in her arms. And then she said, I'll never let somebody die on my watch without dignity and love and honor and respect. And giving them the love of God ever again. And she became known as a woman that changed the course of history. Rosa Parks in 1955. She got tired of giving up her seat to white people. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. That that was good. You You caught me at a good point. That was good. Give me some love. Of course he's black. Come on, somebody. (laughs) God's part black. Come on, somebody. (laughs) But she got tired because she knew her value was not determined by the color of her skin. She felt like she didn't have to give up her seat to some white bigot, white idiot, so she said, I refuse, and as a result, she started a whole revolution where people got, started to be treated with equality and started a whole chain of events. One quiet woman with one act where she demanded more of herself and what she inspired to be in herself, and it changed the course of history. I don't think in her mind that day, she thought in her mind, I'm going to change the world. She just said, for me, I'm going to demand more of myself, more than anybody else can ask of me, because I'm a child of God. The glory of God lives in me. I'm not going to let other people determine how I'm going to live. I'm going to run my race. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to live my path. If you're with me, you're with me. If you're not, you're not. I'm going forward, and this is who I'm going to be, and this is what I'm going to stand for. Oh, I'm going I'm to I'm have fun this morning. I love this. I didn't wear a collared shirt. Is that okay this morning? Okay. I can't do anything about it now. I started getting hot in there. But for your history, if your success story that God's already written, it's not written in the stars, it's written in your heart. Ecclesiastes said he set eternity in your heart. There's a hidden hero inside you. There's power in you. There's potential in you. There's gifts, Talents. There's potency, there's books, there's songs. There's incredible ministries inside of you. There's businesses inside of you. It's called potential. But for that to ever reach its surface and manifest so your life becomes great. And it's known and recognized for your difference. As we said last night, your similarity to somebody else creates comfort. Most people live there. That's why their lives never become great. But your difference creates rewards for you. Wouldn't you want to live rewarded for the difference that you contain? Slap the person next to you and say, you're different. You're a little weird. Can I, can I tell you one of the most mind-blowing facts? Think about this for a minute. There's something that keeps God intrigued with your life. What keeps God intrigued with you what keeps God intrigued with you is it because you sing enough worship songs whether you worship him or not he's still going to be okay he's not having an identity crisis he was God before you were here he'll be God after you're gone come on somebody he don't need you to tell him I love you I love you I love you I love you to get his attention he is not on Facebook trying to get people to like him He is totally secure. He only made you so he could love you because love always gives and expands. But there's something that keeps him intrigued with you. Wouldn't you want to know what that is? The greatest mind in the universe designed you and sentenced you to success. There's no one with the same retina, someone with a no fingerprint. Wouldn't you want to know what that is inside of you that keeps him con- interested in your life and messing with your life, convicting your life, challenging your life, responding to your life? It's not your similarity. It's your difference. Most people never take the time to examine themselves. Therefore, they live like everybody else. They're born and original, and they die a copy. And they go make the richest place in the world even richer. You say, where's the richest place in the world? It's not far from here. The richest place in the world is right around the corner. It's not Africa where all the diamonds are. Not the Swiss banks. The richest place on the planet's only about a mile and a half from here. It's where great men and women never became great. They sat in meetings like this. They sang all the worship songs. They did the hill song hop. Praise the Lord. They prayed the prayers, but their lives never became great. It's the graveyard where they went and deposited all of their power, their potency, and they robbed us of seeing what God could do with their generation. The scripture says, one generation to praise his works to a next. That means we have a time and space to do something no other generation of people have ever done. And the scripture says the earth is crying out for a manifestation of the sons and daughters of God to rise up and do something with their potential. Where they don't just sit on their assets, they do something with their assets. Is he supposed to say that or not? Assets. It's in the King James Version. I told you I ain't going to say all the things you want to hear. Well, I'm actually going to say all the things you want to hear. You're actually hoping I say things like that. But how do we get it out of you? How do we have your life become great? How do we become great? Jesus said you have to have a singleness of I, and it's a narrow gate. Most people want to live for other people's approval. We're addicted to everybody else telling us we want them to say, oh, you're great. You're great. We want you to do what we do. But people that broke the mold, the people of the Bible, and they're usually younger people because they got a little radical inside of them. They got a little bit of a revolutionary spirit inside of them where they had a story to tell, and they knew they had to accomplish something big, and they decided to get radical, and they didn't wait for anybody else to challenge them. They challenged themselves and took back the power in their life. Jesus came to reclaim what was lost. What was lost? The power of God in your life. The ability to decide what I'm gonna do with my moment. Your moment, your moment. There's a date you entered the world, there's a date you exit. What you do in that little hash mark will be talked about. Wouldn't you want it to be an inspiring example? Sometimes I think for some people, it's time for you to become interesting again. You became too normal. You're having a near-life experience. (laughs) Trying to get everybody's approval, and I'm addicted to their approval, so I'm so insecure. I got you to tell me I'm wonderful all the time, that people don't make decisions to be different. But wouldn't you want to be known for what God put inside you? This is your one life. Surely you're not going to waste it on somebody else's little brain peanut brain just thinking, "Well, I don't that makes me feel uncomfortable to be your friend if you're going to stand for that." Wouldn't you want to know that what you stand for, you really matters to you? Maybe that's why Paul the apostle said to Timothy, "Sense what's vital and of real value. Give yourself to that." So if I'm going to help you lead your life, I'm going to help you coach right now. You ready to go? It says something like this. It starts with leading who you are. Someone say, lead who I am. Lead who I am. Say, it like you got energy. Come on. Say, lead who I am. Lead who I am. You too. Give me energy. Come on. Say, lead who, lead who I am. Yeah, there you go. Come on. Get a power state. Lead who I am. What do you mean by that? You're like, I got the power. I'm getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of hectic. (laughs) They just took back their power right there. Anyways, think about it. Most people have a vision for what they want to have in their life, achieve in their life. But to lead your life, I want to start here. To lead who you are, it's about having a vision for the kind of person you're going to become. Because the reality is, in these next 12 months, you're going to become somebody. The question is what? What kind of person are you going to become? Are you gonna let other people decide who you're gonna become? Are you gonna become more selfish? Are you gonna become more loving? Are you gonna become more compassionate? Or are you gonna be more compromising? Are you gonna be a person that lives pure? Are you gonna be a person that lives impure? Are you gonna be a person that lives powerful? Or are you gonna live a person that lives pitiful, makes excuses, tells your stories, a bunch of BS, belief systems that require no change? Come on. Are you gonna live as a giver? Are you gonna live healthy? Or are you gonna live sick? Why do you say that? Because if you lead who you are, I want you to come up and think. Because the Bible says the mind of a man plans his way, only then does God direct his steps. If you don't have a plan in your mind for the kind of person you're gonna become, God can't lead anything you don't plan. I'm waiting on the Lord. You're gonna be waiting a long time. Come on, somebody. He didn't create you to be a robot. He created you to work with him, operate with him. And how do you do it? you got to have a plan for who you're going to become. I'm not going to let Rihanna tell me who I'm going to become. I'm sure as heck not going to let Jay-Z tell me who I'm going to become. I ain't going to let sports stars tell me who I'm going to become because they don't know what's inside of me. But imagine if you challenged yourself and had a vision, what kind of person am I going to become over the next 12 months? Hear me some of you older tribe in here, you college people, you high school seniors. I want to challenge you. Daniel in the Bible says in Daniel 1.8, he purposed in his heart not to defile himself and become like other people. He had a higher standard. 1 Timothy, Paul told Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.12, he says, be an example. Raise your standard in what kind of person you're going to become. I've learned this. So watch how powerful this is. You don't get all your dreams in life. You don't. It's important to dream, and some of your, most of your dreams will come true. But I don't get all my dreams, but I always get my standards. What do you mean by that? When I have a standard, I attach myself to it because I see myself as that kind of a person. So once every six months to once a year, I go through a process that says, what kind of person am I gonna become? I challenge myself am I gonna become more patient or more irritable? Am I gonna lust or am I gonna love? And let me just say this, lust takes while love gives. Are you a luster or a lover? That's good, come on. Let me challenge that for some of you that are in relationships. Your relationships only work in your life if you look at them as a place to give, not as a place to get. The moment you start looking at them as a place to get, you no longer love, you get into a lust mode. And the enemy wins because you look at it in equivalent and you rate all your relationships by, what have you done for me lately? 80 sunk. I wasn't born yet. I'm only 18. (laughs) What kind of person are you going to become? I want you to think about this for a minute. I want you to write down, like, really? For a minute, if I was coaching you, what kind of person are you determined to become? What if you became a healthy person? How would that, would that that change your life? I ask myself all the time, I'm leading who I am, I want to ask myself, who am I going to become? And then when I ask myself, what's the advantage of becoming this kind of a person? I write down, because I don't want it to be vague. If I become a more generous person, what's the benefit to be gained in it? Am I going to experience more joy? I believe you will, because the Word of God says it's more blessed to give than receive. In fact, you'll never be, you'll never be fulfilled in you find it, until you find yourself as a person that's constantly looking to give and improve people and do good to people in the world. Adopt the mindset of Jesus. I always went about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. I say that over myself every day. Acts ten thirty eight. How God anointed Rex Crane of Los Angeles with the Holy Spirit and with power. Everywhere I go today, I go about doing good and healing those that are oppressed of the devil. My motto in life, the Jesus style. But I have a standard of, hey, you know what? This year, I'm gonna become a person of prayer. I'm gonna become... A more generous person. I'm committed to becoming a loving person. I'm committed to becoming a healthy person. Imagine if we decided to get healthy, how would that change our life? Once I make a commitment to the kind of person I wanna become, I say, how's it gonna change me? If I become healthy, I'll have more energy, I'll feel more alive, I'll have more, I'll feel better in clothes. I was going to say something I shouldn't say. I caught myself. Isn't that good? I'm growing. <laughs> I almost forgot where I was for a minute. If I became a more loving person, what's the advantage of it? If I became a person that dreams and really spends time dreaming with God, how will that change my life? What kind of person am I going to become? And how will this change my life? If I sit down with, let's say if I sit down with Robert Downey Jr., I want to say, Robert, in your life right now, to go to the next level, it's not about having the right dream, it's what you're going to demand of yourself and who are you going to become. Don't let outside circumstances shape your inward man. But what if you demanded more of yourself? I was in Michael Jordan's place the other day, not too long ago, in Chicago. And on his wall, he has this great thing that he said ever since he's been a young person, and he got cut from his high school basketball team. The greatest basketball player in the world got cut. They said, you're too small, you're too slow, and you can't do what other people can do. How would you hate to be that coach that fired him? (laughs) On the wall, he said, all I knew was, I never wanted to become average. He says, I don't ever wait for a coach to demand of me. He says, I demand more of my own potential and challenge myself to become something they could never ask enough of me. I don't look to other players to decide how good I'm gonna become. I demand more of myself, so I challenge my potential because he, I believe my potential is a gift from God, but what I do with it is my gift back to God. Let me say that again. That was worth gas money. Nudge your neighbor. Say, "Wake the heck up!" <laughs> Slap the other one. Say, "Pay attention! That white boy's on." I think he's white. Your potential inside of you. Your potential is a gift from God. There's something found in you that nobody else can do. There's something inside you that cannot be found in any other human being of any race, any background on this whole entire planet. Something God put inside you that he wants you to be known for, recognized for. Your life was created to be a flipping masterpiece where God uses you to do the impossible. Now, why am I calling you out right there? Because I'm just having fun with you and I like you. <laughs> but potential is your gift from God. But what will you do with it will determine what you give back to God. It starts so saying, this is the kind of person I want to become. Before today's over, I want you to think and take five minutes. What kind of person do I want to become? And write it down. I do this on my own self. Then I say, what? No, not right now. I'm in the flow. No, that's okay. You're cool. I like your pants, by the way. Good going. It's my show right now. I'll do it after. We'll do Rex after the show. Watch. Okay? So who am I going to become and what's the advantage of becoming this kind of a person? what's going to improve my life then i asked myself what do i need to believe to become that kind of a person beliefs are a powerful force someone say beliefs are a powerful force jesus said you become matthew 9:29 to the blind men he said become what you believe he said in matthew 8:13 to a centurion servant according to your faith let it happen to you your beliefs, positive or negative, determine whether you're able to live the kind of person you want to become. The beliefs are the guiding force of your life. They conform you to what you really have now, but they can transform you into what can be. What a loaded question. What can be? Someone say, What can be? What can, what can be for your life? What a loaded question. History's filled into the blanks of that question with mind blowing results. Jesus said, all things are possible to him who be believes. What do you believe about yourself? Are you rich or are you poor? Do you believe you're rich or you're poor right now? I don't know. Do you believe you're righteous or I'm a sinner saved by grace? I had this one rel- religious knucklehead come to see me one night. I was speaking at one of the Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers house. I was teaching people about the Jesus style sitting there and speaking, and there's people of all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of religions and stuff, but they were come, and I taught, and then I prayed for some sick people, and a lady who came with her girlfriend, they were the lesbian couple, the lady got healed, and she got saved, but there was one, this guy, he was about 19 years old, and he sat there with a cynical look on his face, and so after, I saw he was all cynical and acting like super religious, so I walked up to him, and I go, man, what a good meeting, wasn't it awesome what Jesus did for people? Yeah, brother. I go, that's interesting. You talk like that and you're 19 years old. Yeah, brother. I go, so what do you think? He goes, all I know is I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm like, I didn't know you could be both. Which one are you? Are you a sinner saved by grace? Like I said, brother, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm like, that's got to be a miserable existence, I told him. I said, are you sure? Which one are you? Are you either righteous, you're forgiven of all your sins, or you're dead in your sins? Which one? Like I said, brother, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I slapped him on his back and go, it sucks to be you. <laughs> Jesus came to break the hold of sin conscious off you so you could see yourself as the righteousness of God. Some would say, I am the righteousness of God. <laughs> slap the person next to you say, you are the righteousness of God. It doesn't matter what you did before. It doesn't matter what you'll do today. It doesn't matter what you'll do tomorrow. Your faith, my faith in the blood of Jesus and his finished work makes me the righteousness of God. If I'm righteous, I have rights. I have a right to be blessed. I have a right to prosper. I have a right to get healed. I have a right to enjoy my life, cause God gives it to me. It to me. Woo! We're just freestyling up. Who are you in your own eyes? Jesus said, "If your eye is good, your whole life will be full of light, power, meaning, intent." your eye's bad, your whole life will be full of darkness, void of meaning. Who are you in your own eyes? I recently asked a crowd in a business. I said, who in this room thinks they're ugly? And it was shocking. This girl stood up in about the fifth row. She stood up. And this girl was running for Miss America and out of the state of North Carolina. Miss North Carolina stood up. And to everybody else, you heard this gasp. (gasps) People go, like... Surely she mistake. I said, did you understand me? I said, people who thought they're ugly. She started crying out of her eyes. See, the outside doesn't always reveal what you think about yourself. I remember when I was th- 13 years old, I was date- I had a girlfriend named Wendy Lopez. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go down a road. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> Let me just get all my Catholic prayers out of the way. Wendy scared me because one day she stuck her tongue down my throat and freaked me out. She had braces, which made me even scared her. <laughs> scared is not even a word, but today it is. The next day, I woke up with a big pimple on the side of my cheek. I think my mom was like, look at God's bothered with you. <laughs> do, 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 do. One led to two, two led to three, so my mom is like a worry war. Anybody got mamas that are like a little bit over-worried? <laughs> I think one of the biggest cuss words you can say is be careful. <laughs> my mom's got that cuss word down to a T. The Bible says be careful for nothing. A cuss word's not the F word, it's be careful, because it tells you to live halfway and not all the way in faith. Hold back part of yourself. A curse word is telling someone you're stupid, not selling a bad, just not an un- wholesome word but I always tell my mom whenever she says be careful I said mom you're cussing again you better go repent (laughs) she did it to me the other day on my phone so the Bible says be careful for nothing you always tell me be careful you're cussing again mom stop cussing quit cussing stop it Rexford (laughs) she's like Rexford you're gonna get cold mom I've been traveling for 19 and a half years on the road I don't care be careful mom stop cussing Your religion's gonna persecute you. But I got. She took me to the dermatologist because now apparently I had two or three pimples from kissing Wendy Lopez. And now, like you know, I was in trouble, and we needed to do something quick because she didn't want her son to have a couple pimples, God forbid. So she takes me to the doctor, and they gave me this cream called Retin-A. The doctor says, if you put this cream on, this is before all the cool stuff came out, okay, with Justin Bieber and all that other stuff. What's it called? It's like the new cool one, whatever it is. Proactive, yeah. So they said, take this. But the problem was, I was in the sun. It bleached my face bright red. Thanks a lot. That's nice of you to laugh. Appreciate that. No, appreciate it. I'm 14 years old. I'm going through puberty I like Wendy Lopez, I got three pimples on my face, and now I'm no longer Rex that's white, I'm Rex that's red. Thanks for laughing. That does a lot for my psyche, thank you. Dr. Hill, I'd like to schedule a counseling appointment this afternoon. I'm double-minded. So now I'm red, and people all the time used to go, Rex, why is your face so red? I'd make up, oh, I got sunburned, oh, I went to the tanning salon, but the pimples didn't go away, my face got brighter and brighter, it wasn't pink, today I'm kind of pink, it was like bright red, people would always go red, 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 and I would always say, oh, no, I'd act like it didn't bother me, but I went home, I looked in that mirror, I hated who I saw when I saw myself. And I saw myself way, and I believe things about myself. So though I wanted to be a better person and accomplish some cool dreams, I saw myself at a low image. And I've learned this. You always rise in your life to the image you see yourself. If you see yourself, it doesn't matter your body weight or anything. If you see yourself fat, you'll always return and hate yourself and do degrading things to yourself. If you see yourself limited, when people offer you opportunities to do things, you'll turn them down. If you see yourself as unattractive even if you're beautiful, but people give you compliments, you push it away like, oh, they just felt sorry for me. And you live a loveless, listless life. Who are you in your own eyes? What do you believe about yourself? God believes the best about you, but what do you believe about you? What would you need to believe to become a better person? What would you need to believe to become a loving person? Maybe you're loved. Maybe that you're worth it. Maybe that you're worthy. I asked a guy one time, I said, uh, he called, I called him, excuse me, to life coach him, and he was a police chief of a city, and I got on the phone, and he goes, and I go, hey, how you doing today? He goes, why are you calling me? I go, well, we have a life coaching, I'm going to life coach you. He goes, oh, my wife probably talked you into it. He said, I'm not doing too good, Rex. I go, really? I go, well, what's up? He goes, well, to tell you the truth, right before you called, I just wrote my suicide letter. My wife and my kids left last night. I'm going to check out. I'm like, oh, you're not doing too good. I didn't make you like, oh my gosh, you're going to (laughs) die. That's going to really help him. It's going to scare him. So I said, well, that's probably not too good. And I go, maybe there's some different ways to go about this. I said, let me ask you a question. If you wanted to feel really depressed and horrible right now, could you? He goes, what are you asking me? I said, yeah. I said, if you really wanted to feel horrible and depressed about your life, could you? He goes, yeah, I could. I go, well. What would you need to believe about your life if you wanted to feel depressed? Well, I'd have to believe that because I was molested as a little boy, I would never get healed. I'd have to believe I'm not a good dad, I'm not a good man, that I do all kinds of... He started going on and on. I go, well, if you wanted to feel powerful and loving and that this is the greatest time in your life right now, what would you need to choose to believe? He goes... I'd have to believe that I could get better. I'd have to believe that God could forgive me. I'd have to believe that I could do something meaningful in my future. I'd have to believe I could make a difference. I'd have to believe I could do this. i believe I could do that. And then he stopped and he goes, I can't believe it. He said, how could I be so stupid? I was letting my feelings tell me what I believe rather than me decide what to choose to focus on and believe. He says, I'm ready to end my whole life. I'm going to choose to believe I can be better. I'm going to choose to believe that God loves me. I'm going to choose to believe that I'm worthy of a great future. I'm going to choose to believe that my past doesn't equal my future. I'm going to choose to believe. He went on and on and on and on. And on. He goes, how could I be so stupid? He says, I choose to believe. You know what happened? He said those beliefs, when he chose some new beliefs, he said it broke him through and he began to expect new things. His wife, his kids were back in his home within five days. Today he makes a contribution and he helps kids that have been abused and raped find refuge and get better in their minds. All because he chose to change his beliefs. What's one belief you could change right now? Turn to your neighbor and say, tell them a belief that you can change. Turn to the person next to you and say, what's one belief that you can change? And if you change it, it would open up your life up. Would it believe that I'm worthy? Would it believe that God loves me? Would it believe that God's favor's on my life? Would it believe that God's going to open a door for me? Would it believe that I got the ability to be creative? What would it be? Maybe this will demonstrate it. I'm gonna bring you into the band by the name of BP. BP is seven years old. This is a true story. BP Berklin. BP is seven years old. He likes Sesame Street. He liked the Care Bears. He liked watching Cartoon Network. But BP had something happen in his life. At seven years old, he went for a a checkup to the doctor's, yearly checkup, and it discovered he was given a label called polio. With polio, it means you're going to become paralyzed within weeks and live a short life. No seven-year-old would have ordered that off the menu at McDonald's. But yet he's diagnosed. His parents believed in God. They went to church, but their faith was not big enough, and they did not believe big enough than what the doctors had said. They had more confidence in what the doctors believed rather than what they believed. Some of you have more faith in what other people believe rather than what you choose choose to believe. Someone say, I choose to believe. Someone say, I choose to believe. Some would say, I choose to believe. Why do you have us repeat that? Because you got the power to choose what you want. So within a couple weeks, sure enough, BP became paralyzed from his waist down. All of his brothers and sisters could go outside and play. They could skateboard. They could do all kinds of fun stuff. But BP was paralyzed. He had to sit and watch from the window. He couldn't go to school anymore. His mom had chores in the house. Now they have a cure for it, but back then they did not have a cure for it. So his life became about sitting around. His mother had chores and she wanted to watch him, and so she didn't know what to do. So they built a wooden box. And she would put him in it at seven years of age and put him in this box, and he would sit there throughout the day and just sit there and have to play inside of his box. He could play with his hands, but he could not move his feet. He had the desire to move, but his physical power and ability of his body did not enable him to do what he wanted to do. And he would say, Mom, I want to get outside. He says, Sweetheart, sweetheart, you just got to be good for Mama. Stay in your box. Be good for Mama. Just sit there and be good. Honor your mother and father. Remember, they taught you that in Sunday school. Honor your father and mother. But one day when he was in his box, his box, pay attention, his box, he was sitting there, and his mom said, "You know what? Maybe what if I brought a little mirror in front of you? That way, you can entertain yourself." So he's seven and a half years old. He's making faces at himself. Come on, some of you still do that to this day. A <laughs> couple people raise your hand. I would not raise your hand about that. There's way too many people. We will pray for your deliverance in a minute. <laughs> Devil, come out! No, joking. <laughs> joking. Only joking. So, BP found himself in a box and his mama put a mirror in front of him. BP was told he would never walk again. So, he began to think in his mind, he says, even at a seven and a half year old, that my life's in a box. But one day, while he was looking at himself making faces in the mirror, he saw himself in a different way. This is a true story. He saw Jesus in the mirror, documented story. He looked and saw Jesus in the mirror. He'd stop going to Sunday school because he couldn't do anything when he got there. So his whole life was spent at home in a box. Well, his mom did the chores. He went from room to room in a box. But this day he saw Jesus in the mirror. And Jesus said to him, don't believe what they said. You will walk and you will run. And he saw himself with Jesus walking and running. And then Jesus vanished. He said, mama, mama, God showed me I'm going to walk and run. Oh, sweetheart, Sweetheart, be good for mama. It's okay. This is a gift from God. You just stay there and be good for us. And be good. No, no, mama. God told me not to believe it. To, to believe that I can go outside the box. BP, honor your mother. Stay in your box. But BP, the problem was he was in his box, but he saw himself out of his box. I don't know what your box is. Maybe your box is being, jet- maybe it's being, Immoral. Maybe it's doing stuff you're not proud of. Maybe it's having bad habits. Maybe you don't like who you are. Maybe you think you're too thin. Maybe you think you're too muscular. Maybe you think you're too big. Maybe you think this. Maybe you think that. Whatever beliefs, the Bible book of Proverbs says, you become what you believe. Produces shame. Rape. Because there's people in here that have been raped. Molestation. There's people in here that cut themselves. Cut themselves. Because they feel confined and trapped in a box. But BP saw himself outside of the box. Hopefully in this experience, you see yourself beyond your box. We drive in a box. We eat lunch in a box. We stay within our little box of friends. But God wants to show you life outside the box. But to get there, you got to believe. Someone say believe. Believe. Someone say believe. Believe. So when he saw himself, all he knew was, i got to get out of the box. So he tried to make a little bit of movement like this. And his mom said, what are you doing? Mama, God said I got to get out of the box. BP, stay in your box. I'm in my box, mama. God, can I see it again? But nothing came. Can I get the more he, The more he thought about it, the more he started rocking. He goes, God, I believe I can get out of the box. He would talk to God. I believe I can get out of the box. BP, stay in your box. He'd wait till his mama goes down like the little path to go put the, the, uh, the towels away. Come on, some of you are a little red-ruly. Come on, somebody. Oh, you ain't watching? Watch it, I'll do. Eight years old, nine years old, ten years old, he would rock in his box. It's interesting, from the day he chose to believe and start moving and rocking, that he started developing muscles in his stomach and his core that were not developed yet, and he got better at rocking. One day he rocked until the box, he fell out. He didn't know what to do. He'd not been out of his box other than to be carried by his mom and dad and placed at a table and everything else. So he tried to crawl. His mom said, BP, I'm serious. Get in your box and stay in your box. BP, your life's I know you want to do what other kids do. I know that. But this is a gift from God. You got to stay in your box. But mama, I want to do what other kids. God said I can walk and run. No, that was not God's. That was not God. You need to stay in your box and honor your mother and father. She put him back in his box. It's interesting, as he got older, the box got bigger. Maybe your box is you get angry. Maybe your box is you have parents that are divorced and it hurts you like hell to know that you feel like you're not wanted, you're rejected. Maybe somebody turned you down and now you don't like yourself or don't think you're pretty enough or cute enough or man enough or whatever. But this box got bigger, but day in and day out, he knew he wanted to get out of the box because God told him if he would believe, he wouldn't have to stay in a box. Nine years old, 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, he would rock day in. His mom would yell at him. He wouldn't care. He said, I don't care what you say. I'm getting out of my box. His dad would ground him, of all things. Spank him. All because he believed he could get out of the box. His parents wanted right, but they didn't know any better. Their belief systems were limited. If we don't ever change your limiting beliefs, you're going to get what you always got. When I coach people, 81% of everything that's going to change in their life, if they never change beliefs about themselves and what they can do, it doesn't matter what God wants to do. Their own small minds will cramp God's style, and God can't do through you what he wants to because you think small about the way he thinks big. And as you think, so are you. He started rocking. One day he rocked all the way over. No, mama, I'm supposed to get out of my box. Supposed to get out of my box. B P get in there. His mom came running in. He tried to push him up on the table. He tried to push him up himself on the chair. And when he went to grasp for the table, he couldn't get up. His mom and dad sat him down that night. Carried him, said, BP, we're not going to tell you again. He thought to his mind, I've rocked since seven and a half years of age. I'm 16. Maybe what I saw and what I chose to believe really isn't working for me. But he said, I, I've got to do something. He goes, but I want to believe it can happen. So he said, God, it feels like this is not working. But I choose to really believe. I choose to believe I can, It can really still work. I know that what I saw that day. I know they're trying to talk me out of it, and they're well-meaning. No I love my mom and dad, but I got to get out of this box. And said he as he said that he began to rock fervently. He began to get a little radical. If you want your life to change, you got to get a little radical. You want your spiritual life to change? Don't wait on God. God's waiting on you. If it's up to anybody, it's up to you. You draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. You want your relationships to change? You be the first one to love. You be the first one to give. You be the first one to forgive. You be the first one to do something good for somebody else. You want to be a hero? Find someone you can change. Find somebody you can heal. Find somebody you can encourage. The hero you're looking for is at the end of your own hand. Holy schmoly that was good. He started rocking and he got a little aggressive. See, God'll give you the sight, he'll give you the right, he'll give you the might, but the question is do you got the fight? I'm gonna try. Maybe that's why you don't get miracles and breakthroughs. Because sometimes you gotta fight through some stuff, huh? You gotta fight through some fears. You gotta fight through some doubts. You gotta fight through some anger. You gotta fight through some feelings. You gotta fight through some lust. Come on, somebody. You gotta fight through some negative people. You gotta fight through stuff. Sometimes you gotta fight. You gotta be a little determined inside. You're gonna have to have have an energy. I ain't backing down. Devil, you're not talking me out of it. Stupid people that don't get the real me, you're not robbing me of my potential. I'm gonna fight till I get. I'm gonna act until. You need to go to AU University. Act until. Someone say act until. Act until. Someone say act until. You got a story. That story that God planned for your life is gonna be challenged and it's gonna be easy for you to quit. You gotta be so determined that you choose to believe something better than the world can tell you about yourself. That you choose to believe that you sit there and you fight for what God's told you could have. The Bible says, fight the good fight of what? Faith. There's only one thing the devil wants out of your life, and that's your faith. He don't care how many times you say, Oh, praise the Lord, praise Him anyhow. Oh, he him. That ain't faith. Faith is acting like God's going to do something. Yeah. If your faith would stand trial today, is there enough evidence to convict you? I feel an anointing on me. Holy schmoly, I feel Jesus up in this mix. If there was your faith was going to stand trial today in a court... Is there enough evidence to convict you that you are actually acting as if God's going to come through? Or is it just, oh, I kind of believe. I said the prayer one time. I think I'm going to heaven. I like my youth pastor. They're kind of funny. The music's pretty good. They told me to come to this event. I don't know. And now you're being asked, is there evidence of your faith? He started rocking fervently. He started rocking. His mom says, stop it. He says, I'm not. He says, stop it. Honor your mother and father. He says, i got to honor God above all people. He says, no, you got to stop. You're never going to walk, BP. But God said, if I'd believe, I would see it. If i believe, I would see it. The world says believe it after the fact you see it. But God says faith lives from the invisible towards the natural. Faith believes something about God and yourself that goes beyond what you can see right now. Your faith can take you where the world can't. He started rocking fervently. Someone's going to get a fire in their eyes. Someone's going to get the eye of the tiger in here. Someone's going to break out and do something big. You're going to be a little determined. Come on. Devil's going to try to stop you. Say, said, get off me, devil. Get off me, perverted thoughts. Get off me, anger. Get off me, bitterness. You can't have my future. God said, if I believe, I believe. He rocked that thing and bam, bursted. His mom said, get back in your box. No. In fact, he said, hell no. You need to get a good hell no in your spirit. Hell no, heaven yes. Am I really supposed to say that? The Bible says submit to God, resist the devil. Hell no. Be like my acquaintance Chris Tucker. Oh, hell no. We were at a wedding and we were getting ready. Chris was going to go dance Michael Jackson on the dance floor or Mike Tyson. And Chris was like, oh, hell No. Come on, I didn't say that like I was a white guy. Oh, hell no. Some of you, you treat the devil like that. Oh, hell no. you got to get a fight in your spirit. Get off me, devil. Lift up the shield of faith. Get off my future. Get off my mind. Get off my dreams. Get off my purity. you got to have a little anger. you got to have a little angst in your spirit. I'm talking to a tribe of warriors in here. Gladiators that demand more of themselves. Demand more of yourself than a pastor could ever demand more of you. They love you and want to support you, but they can't tell you everything you were made for. Challenge yourself, they can coach you in it, but demand more. I made a decision. There had to be a moment in your life at one point where you raised the standard and said, I'm no longer going to settle for this. I made a stand, I'm no longer going to smoke again. When I made a determined decision in faith, did it get tested? You bet it got tested. I felt every nicotine thing possible, every irritating urge, just one cigarette, just one dip, just one this. But I said, I'm not what I feel. I'm what I decide. This is going in a whole different direction. I love it. The word emotion is exmover. It means to move away from. It removes you from the driver's seat of your life. It makes you a passenger, not a leader. Not a driver. Can you handle this, Juice? I got 10,000 people in a week and a half that are going to hear this in Portugal, and they're going to go freaking ballistic over it, and they're not even born again. You got to have a little bit of determination to get out of where you're at, to be different, because it's going to get tested. But the more I said no, the stronger I became. The better decisions you make, they're like muscles, the stronger they become. Some of you are going to flex your system. Come on, you're going to flex your decision muscles. Come on, somebody. You're going to flex your faith. Or are you going to let the fear and the failures sterilize your soul and talk you out of what you really, really want? Spice Girls had it best. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Oh, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I thought that was going to get a better reception than it did, but that's Okay. I'll work through my rejection issues later. Dr. Hill chalked that one up. Can't hit on all of them. I tried. He started to crawl. This time it was a determination crawl. It wasn't some weak passive thing. His mom said, get in your box. I'm not going back to that box. God, you told me I choose to believe that I'm more than the box. I'm not a crippled All the while, he's acting like a cripple. See, faith can seem like it's not working. But little do you know, it's working underneath the surface. See, you got a seed of faith in you. But the more you act, the more it grows. Some of you have been watering seeds. You've been planting seeds when you hear the word, when you study the word, when you pray the word. It grows inside of you. It produces something inside of you. I flunked out of Bible college. They told me I couldn't. But I kept putting the word in me. They told me, you're going to cuss too much. You're going to do this. They can't handle your personality. They can't handle your energy. Just go Hollywood. Just go Hollywood. No, there's a call on my life. I believe I'm more than this. What they say I can do. Well, they're never going to accept somebody like you there. Oh, really? The people that told me they can't, they pay to hear me now. He moved with passion. He moved determination in him. I got it. I believe. I believe. I believe, God. I believe. He pulled himself up to that table, the table that had denied him before. See, some of you, you're going to be challenged and say, "Fear's going to come into your mind. You failed before. You said you would be different, and you screwed it up. You screwed yourself. What a lie. The devil is a liar. Come on, somebody. failure is quitting and not doing it again come on you tried before he got to that table that had denied him before and he started to pull himself up all the while he's talking to himself you got to get up his dad walks in the door bp what are you doing he says i gotta move i was meant to be more than the box i believe i'm more than the box BP, sit down, sit down. I know, son, you want to be more. No, I can't, I can't just think about it. I got to believe and act like it's going to work. For things to be better, I got to become better. He started to push, push, push. Where he'd fallen before, he started to push. Sometimes it's not easy, it requires Effort. I want it all easy, Lord, if you want to bless me. It's not the way it works. You were made for a fight. If you don't have a fight on your hands, you're going to fight yourself. Rex Crane is a danger to himself. If I don't got a fight to pick, if I don't got a fight to engage in and push things off people and help people get their dreams, I'm going to hurt myself. Well, I'm struggling. Good. Struggle is proof you've not been conquered. Woo! Holy schmoles, you just feel that? And I can tell you, angels are all happy in this room. You got to get up. His mom came in. BP, get in. He's halfway up. His feet, He saying, feet don't fail me. Feet don't fail me. It's like Eminem's song. You better lose yourself in the moment if you own it. Never, never let it go. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. Because opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Feet don't fail me now. His mom went to take a grasp at him. and grabbed him by the back of the shirt. He said, no, I believe. it." with that, he swung his arm. He swung his arm. And with it did, he created another step. For the first time, his leg shook since the age of 70, 16 and a half. Then another step, his mom went to grab him and said, BP, get back in your box. You would have think she said, oh my gosh, son, you've taken two steps. She says, get in your box. See, some people have gotten used to you being one dimensional. Like Michael Jackson, there's another part of you. Someone's about to transform, slip out of what life's forced you into being so you can become who you're destined to become. Up in here, up in here. A revolution in your identity will realign you with your destiny. His mom said, Get in your box. For the first time he's crying because now he's seeing what he chose to believe all along, now having some physical reaction. He did not feel healed to act healed. You may not feel rich, but you got to act as if. That's the theme of your life. Act as if God's really going to show up. Don't be a great church person. Jesus said, when I come back, I'm not looking for you to be a great church member, though you should be plugged into a local church. And we got the best of them. That's why I'm here. If I didn't really believe that, I would not be here. I don't need to be here today. Jesus said, when he comes back, will I find one thing? I want to find faith. I don't want to find. Oh, I did the motions. Uh huh. How are you going to act as if God's going to show up? You start a business. What if it fails? What if it succeeds? I'm going to pray for someone, but what if they don't get healed? What if they do? I'm going to try to go on a mission trip and go touch the kids in Africa, but what if they don't like me? What if the Zulu get me? What if you go over there and you change your kid's life? Look in the man's freaking eyes for a minute. There's a passion and a certainty I'm talking to you. I'm not blowing smoke at you. I'm talking to that general, that giant inside of you. There's an unlimited power inside of you. Greater is he that's in you. I'm being firm for a purpose, not to be loud. Loud is not power. Let me say that again, because, well, I'm not loud like him. That does not mean anything. That's just my personality. I don't know how to be you. I'm anointed to be me, so I learned how to enjoy me. If God likes me, I can like myself. I don't have multiple personality disorder. Neither does God. Neither should you. If I could just be Pastor Hazel, then I would go touch the world. No, God made you you, but let that model inspire you and motivate you. I remember one time, many, many years ago, I stepped in to fill a role in a church, and I took a guy who was non-Christian, a girl that was barely a Christian, I think. And we were um, at Starbucks. It's about 18 years ago, and I walked on the side of the road, and there was a lady asking me for money in a wheelchair. And I just read the scripture at Acts 3 6, where there was a layman outside the church and was asking people for money. He was hitting them up. He was a smart man. He went where the church people were. Hustler. He was pimping their ride. Come on, somebody. He was a smart cat. When Peter walked out of there, he goes, Yo, man, money ain't what you need, but such as I got, I give you. Bam, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. He took him by his hand, he lifted him up and put him into an active state. Because even Jesus knows nothing will change until you change what you do. You can pray all you want, nothing will happen. Until you do something. I walked up to this lady, she's like, can I have some money? And I go, I'll give you some money, but you look like you're not doing too good. She says, I'm in pain. I said, I can get you healed. I said, give me your hand. True story, on the side of Greenleaf Boulevard in Philadelphia, Rex Crane, just actually believing the word of God. I grabbed her and go, get up. I said, you don't got a choice. This wasn't Christian TV. I didn't ask anybody for money for a miracle. I said, move and act right. Her husband's like, what do you do with my wife? The two people that I'm with me, they don't want to be believers anymore. They're freaking out. <laughs> I got to tell them a story with iced tea. I told it at the men's thing or I threw a woman's walker. You just threw my walker. I said, you don't got a choice. Jesus of Nazareth, the one that you heard about in stories, he's real. He's healing you. I ain't even going to touch you. Walk. Isn't in church, people weren't saying hallelujah. In fact, people were driving by flipping me off. What are you doing, you mother? I like my mother. She cusses, she says, Be careful. <laughs> Woo! Come on, this is almost over. This is almost over. This wasn't a direction I wasn't planning, but this is all, this is a lot of fun. She got completely healed. What if you stood out? Who's waiting on you on the other side of your act of obedience?